Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Just before we went to break, we went to Pro-Am Sports Trivia. Reminder, they've got their extended deadline August 12th for their private signing with Oilers defenseman Matthias Eckholm. Uh, visit ProAmSports.ca for more information. It was a $50 GC, and the winner was Ross. He knew that Lane Peterson uh, was part of a package that Red Deer sent to acquire Jake DeBrusque for the 26th Memorial Cup run. We are going to go off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Our headliner today is President and Chief Revenue Officer of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Stu McDonald. Our Oilers Now headliner is presented on a daily basis by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show, Stu McDonald. Hello, Stu. How are you? Do we have Stu? Stu, you there? Hello? I'm here. Can you hear me? We got you now. There we go. Loud and clear. I'm good. And how are you? Uh, All right. All right. We're getting lots of texts on a couple different topics here. Uh, Let's start with the fact that you rolled out the power packs uh, uh, this week. Now, I would would think that, is it fair to say that in years in which the team has, you know, had some success, a 50-win season, granted didn't win the Stanley Cup, lost the eventual Stanley Cup champion Vegas in six, are, are there some years that are, you know, where you see a little bit more of a push on the season seat uh, front than in other years based on the success of the team? Yeah, well, definitely no question. The last two years' playoff appearances have helped us, you know, put the season seat base back up to almost historic levels. Uh, we certainly tailed off a lot during COVID, not a surprise to anyone. And, uh, yeah, we tried to do right by all our fans, those who said, hey, I'm going to step away or pause. Um, and so we came out um, at probably about 11,500 season seats um, near the end of the, the season two years ago. And the two playoff runs have done an incredible job for us to get that number up to close to 14,000. And actually, we expect we'll probably start moving towards a cap later this summer with the seats that we continue to sell daily so so great sign there but the flip side of that is we always want to show you know we've got something for all our fans and we know full season seats or half season seats may not be for everybody uh from time or investment whatever it might be so you know we we always want to make sure we're coming out with a wide variety of options in the smaller package area and and traditionally those have been four and five game packs 
uh, in our power packs. But this year we've added, so we have those, but this year we've added uh, something new, a limited amount of 11-game packs to just kind of get in the middle of that ladder for someone who wants a, a few more games in the four or five, or rather than putting a couple packs together, they've got that option as well to pick an 11-game pack, which basically gives you a couple games every month all the way through the season, lots of weekends, lots of uh, AAA opponents as well. Uh, so, there, so there's 11 unique four-game packs plus four new 11-game packs. So you have a couple different options, well, lots of actually different, 15 different options when it's all said and done. So uh, just a, a thought process on on first the, uh, the season's four-game power packs. You've got different nights and that sort of thing, uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, all that stuff going on. Yeah, we've, uh, the one thing we did for anyone who who goes to the site, and I guess I should preface it by saying that they, they're going on sale on August 11th, but there's a pre-sale on August the 10th, and any Oilers fan can sign up for free to be part of that pre-sale to get front of the line, uh, and you can do that at edmontonoilers.com today through Monday, August 7th. Um, but yeah, so the, the options we've got in, uh, as you get to the Oilers, Power Pack landing page on our site. We've included all the game promotions that tie. Normally we'll highlight, you know, Stanley Cup champ Vegas coming to town or Battle of Alberta night, but uh, we're ahead on our game promo schedule, so we've added that in uh, just to give a, a little bit more color on what's available in each of the four packs. So there's there's still the ones that are, hey, here's four weekend games or here's actually one pack with four Saturday games in it, but there's a pack, as you mentioned, with the Hall of Fame induction night. There's another with the home opener, um, but I will say the schedule, um, combination of our opponents and nights of the week, this is probably a strong lineup of power packs as I can remember uh, for kind of the the strength of games inside it or strength of night of the week or spread over the course of the season. So we're excited to see it and, and still lots of selection in upper and lower bowl when they go on sale uh, about two weeks from now. Stu McDonald from the Oilers organization joining us on Oilers now. So Stu, because you have more season seat holders, does that mean there's actually fewer potential packs available than maybe past year or not quite the same amount of uh, certainly there wouldn't be the same amount of game day tickets available on you know, and that, that's that's probably where you see the reduction is in individual games we, we want we know there's a uh, always been high demand for our partial plans our power packs and we even with the growth of our season seed base we didn't want to have that come at the expense of fans who are looking to, to buy a smaller package and so the volume veil is exactly the same as it was last year where we'll see lesser inventory is on the individual game tickets uh, and those will roll out uh, towards the end of August a little bit more information uh, four or five weeks down the road on them but but for anyone interested in getting in who's purchased before uh, still a great chance definitely we never really predict exactly which packs are going to be the most popular you know, sometimes it's based on opponent this year I, um, I'm sure the Connor Bedard's first visit will have some attraction for the game that, that the pack that that Chicago's game is in um, but we want to make sure there's lots of selection in both upper and lower bowl uh, for the fans when they go in that they can get what they're looking for Stu uh, you go to league meetings for this kind of thing right uh, it was actually in, uh, we had a bunch of our, our uh, office staff were down in L.A. last week for two days of meetings with the entire league. I must have missed the invite for that. Thanks. Yeah, it's the, the broadcast ones, I think they, they do those ones in Lacombe, I believe. But we'll get back to you on that, Bob. Yeah, uh, going into year 16, I think, 
and uh, 0 for 15 so far in attending the broadcast meetings. Maybe maybe because we're on the air every day. I don't know. Uh, so, but is there, you know, what's what's the overall, like when you go to those meetings, not everybody's in, I mean, first of all, look, we have an incredible fan base here. You know that, I know that. Uh, but not every organization's in the same position that the Edmonton Oilers are in right now, are they? No, and it, and it goes back to exactly what you mentioned. Like, if there's one thing that other teams talk to us about, it's like your fans are, crazy passionate about your team and um you know they know through that it's through thick and thin as well like they're aware of you know this building the rexall place was full for a number of years without playoffs rogers place continued that way um and glad to see we're at a point now it looks like we're you know we're going to be able to reward our fans for that loyalty and passion on a an annual basis and, and hopefully raise the cup uh in not too distant future uh, for all of us to celebrate, but uh, it, it's it's definitely one from attendance at the games. You know, the, the Oilers fans are on on team websites. They're literally number one in every measurable category across the league, and have been for a number of years. Like they. they just love the team's content. Talk about Oilers now and the audience as we draw to to your show. And I think the, all there's all those benchmarks that just say this is a very special place, and we don't take it for granted. Um, we know how fortunate we are to have the the passion of, uh, of Oilers fans um, and their willingness to support the team, as I mentioned, through thick and thin. We just hope we're entering an era where there, there's going to be a lot of thick for everybody coming up. All right, uh, we should mention, uh, and I know Chorus pushed it out. I don't know technically whether or not it went out from uh, one of the Oilers' platforms, but uh, Chorus Entertainment and the uh, Edmonton Oilers extended a radio partnership uh, for three more years, Uh, but there's going to be a change with this show, and you were part of that decision. So uh, for our listeners, and we've got a lot of them, uh, and I'll be frank with you, uh, I've sensed specifically from the rural communities, and I think we know the great passion that's out there in rural Alberta in uh, central and northern Alberta for the Edmonton Oilers. So maybe just give me your perspective, your thoughts on Oilers now moving from noon to 2 to 5 to 7. Yeah, I think it was uh, part of a long discussion uh, with Chorus, uh, the parent company of Chad, on on where they saw overall programming with the station go and, and some motivations they had there. And part of the discussion came along, uh, having Oilers now move to a later afternoon time slot. And we looked at it and said, hey, a couple of things that, one, it, it brings a, traditionally a larger audience um, available to us. And, and we know we're, the show is a leader now in its current time slot. And we believe that's just going to continue to grow as we move uh, to that drive time slot. And the other is it, it really gives us, during the season, you know, Know, uh, 5 p.m. till midnight with Reed's show of solid Oilers to to be able to deliver uh, all the depth we currently do, but in a window that you know you dial in, and there's no reason to 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 tune out until midnight with, with everything that's going on on game day. So it, it made sense to us. It certainly made sense overall from a programming standpoint where Chad wanted to get to, um, but but we look at it as a, a chance just to keep growing it and reach a, a broader audience. Yeah, um, there is a, a different factor out there, or maybe the term is faction, and that's podcasting, Stu. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really uh, because, you know, we've seen um, – Bell make a decision where they eliminated 1260 altogether. I don't know. I think all the year and that is static right now. Uh, there's several competitive podcasts out. This show, as you know, has a very strong pod. Uh, Brendan Escott's with us. Brendan, what was the uh, what was the total over the calendar year from uh, June 30th to June 30th? Yeah, playoff run to playoff run. We were at uh, eight eight million downloads. 
of the show uh, during. So I guess that would compute out to you know seven hundred and fifty thousand a month on the show here, and that's uh, it's it's a tricky situation because is that something that you're mo- you guys monitor as well, um, Stu? Obviously, you monitor the television numbers, and you can educate our listeners on what the TV numbers are in terms of comparables to the other Canadian markets of a similar size because that's a very important thing. Um, but there again, the, both in the TV numbers, the radio numbers, and even the podcast numbers on the show, it does reinforce sort of, I, I won't use the term, or, you know, the strength of the Oilers brand. I'll use the, the term how engaged and engrossed the fans are and passionate about the club. That's 100% it, right? Like, it's not about the brand. It's about the the passion of our fan base. And uh, as I said, we never want to take that for granted and we want to keep delivering. But I think that was the other piece when I mean, you talked about the podcast that, that made the decision easier to look at and say, yes, you know, hey, change is always difficult. And we're moving from a time slot we've had for a long time with the show, um, but to one which traditionally have a bigger audience opportunity for us and maybe make it convenient for some. But we know there'll be some people that, hey, I was a loyal noon to two listener and, and drive it doesn't work for me. The great thing is it's fully accessible via the podcast. And I, and I think um, technology today allows you to do that. The, the crazy part is with Oilers now that we're so strong in both those areas, right? Live audience and on podcast. Credit to you and, and the job you do on the show. There you go. You got finally got a compliment out of me, Bob, after 15 years of us working together. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I don't have an agent, so I'll be calling you later to renegotiate the deal. and Because, you know, the chances of that happening when you're in contract, right? Zero. Ad- <laughs> but again, the other when you talk about television just briefly like you know we're incredibly proud of the the radio numbers we do not just Oilers now but the game broadcast pre and post and and television which is probably more broadly measured consistently across and reported across all the teams in the league like the Oilers regional television broadcasts out of all 32 teams are the second largest English language audience. We're number three overall. Uh, Montreal's slugged in ahead of us in their French language broadcast, but in English language it's Toronto and then Edmonton uh, out of the entire NHL. So it just speaks to, wow. you know, hey, we're a market of uh, you know, capital region, million See, five. Doing and- that per, Stu, that is not per capita. That no, is, no, this is just raw numbers. Um, we're we're number two in the entire NHL and English language audience for regional games. And most teams have somewhere between 40 and 60 regional games. Um, you know, it's national vary club to club and then vary Canada to U.S. But no, it, it's, and we've always, you know, those numbers have always been there. They continue to grow, which is a great sign for us. Um, but the, I think second, what our fans... Second to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like, there's 14.5 million people in Ontario. There's 8.5 million people in Quebec. I mean, would they, what would what would the actual, I guess, I guess would you include all of Alberta and Saskatchewan? So maybe you could say there's 5.5 million people? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just uh, right around the 5 million mark. And our territory, for, you know, listeners who don't know, for television is Alberta, Saskatchewan, uh, NWT, and Nunavut. And, and then we have a number of games that... Um, because of our partnership with Rogers and Rogers' partnership on the national package with the NHL, right. that we're allowed to take national. So uh, 
somewhere between 30 and 35 of our regional games are broadcast coast to coast as well. So, so that and the audience numbers I was quoting doesn't even include that bump that we get out of uh, going coast to coast. So, I think it just it shows again. Uh, it was your point. It just shows the passion of Oilers fans for their team. And you know, again, you you appreciate it. You want to do everything we can to service them, and that usually comes from you know putting a competitive team on the ice and and hopefully consistent uh longer playoff runs and is is the best payback we can have for it but yeah it's it is uh we're, we're pretty fortunate here we work hard for it like every team does and, um and but, got but a little bit of lucky right like oh, you get lucky, absolutely you win the lottery and get Connor mcdavid that helps absolutely right. yeah and, and i think you know you you know the club as well as anyone there's just there's ebbs and flows on on the nature of the business again to your point like what happens on the ice you hit an injury that's not expected at some point right and that can change the outcome of your entire season and clubs can miss the playoffs on that alone and uh so to be at a point where you know the teams stayed relatively healthy certainly competitive in the regular season and, and starting to get a name bit of a name for being competitive in the playoffs and we hope there's lots of upside there and believe there is that again that's that's the best payoff we could possibly have for for our fans. that and you know big events like bringing the outdoor game back this october is kind of cool for them as well but but you know i think most of us are in it for the same reason as we'd we'd love to return another Stanley Cup to oil country. All right. Uh, so you brought it up. We're joined by the President and Chief Revenue Officer of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Stu McDonald. He's our uh, headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. Uh, the Oilers started this outdoor classic uh, realm with the uh, you know Heritage Classic back November 22nd of 03 uh, against uh, the Montreal Canadiens and uh, back in Commonwealth uh, Stadium. Uh, we're all hoping that the Edmonton Elks get a couple wins between now and then. So uh, the obvious, uh, you know, uh, we're not even going to go down that path. They're going to find no. a way to win some games. But the Oilers they won are. a game that night. Now, technically, are the Oilers directly involved in um, uh, the sales end of that game? Or is that an NHL? How does that uh, now work, Stu? So uh, the first time round, which was the NHL's first ever outdoor game, as all our fans know, was um, a request by the Oilers to the NHL to host a game outdoors, and the league evaluated it and felt this is a good idea, have at her. Um, it was a great time for the organization, because back then, you know, this was 2003, the, the club was certainly struggling financially, you know, the salary cap hadn't come in, you know, a level playing field hadn't been uh, enacted in the league, so it was a challenge just to get to year-end, and this was a nice bump in revenue at that point selling the stadium out. Uh, the you know, club paid for the expenses, the uh, incremental expenses in the game, but they were able to keep the revenue. After that, uh, the league saw the success on it and so had a vision for how this could really grow in um, North America-wide and, and, and allow it to boost the interest in the game that they took it over at that point. And since then, the NHL has been running them. So when they come in, the game's played here in the end of October. Uh, it's actually an NHL event. We are the home team, but it, it's almost like a neutral site game for us, although we're going to have a lot of Oilers fans, thousands and thousands of them in the stadium. Um, we aren't actively involved in executing the game. We, we've you know, connected the ticket opportunity with our seat and seat holders and, and, um, and our previous power pack holders, all those to, to work with the league to make sure fans who should get the first opportunity have had those. And uh, But the, for the most part, the planning is being done and the game itself will be executed by the NHL with, with help from our staff. Certainly our, you know, our ice crew will be involved in managing the ice um, during the course of the weekend and some of our end people. 
and and um, we're just happy that they, they're bringing it back to Edmonton. Uh, so where are we at in terms of ticket sales for that game? Like, is it? I was actually I was looking on uh, the site. You can find it through either the NHL site or Ticketmaster.ca, and it looks like there's you know there's a, a limited amount of seats left in both the upper and lower bowl. Um, I know they're really happy where they're at with this. Um, the league is still like almost like playoff time. They are still sitting on some holds as they're working through you know the production side of it. You know VIPs coming. You know player hockey ops needs, um, and so if, I expect we'll have more news maybe. You know, later in August, early September on it. But there are still, for anyone interested and hasn't bought, there, there is a limited availability of lower, uh, upper and lower bowl available now. Uh, and they can go by today, but um, we're working hopefully that we can release a few more down the road a little bit. So tell me this too, what, are, what would the expected attendance be for that game? Like what are we looking at, 50,000? I, I, I believe, that's a good, great question, uh, I believe we did uh, 58 um, okay. uh, back in 2003. Um, the configuration slightly different. Um, that time we had built um, um, uh, some seating on the field, which we won't have for uh, this version of it. But there, there may be some seating areas that are, are available that weren't before. So I think generally it's it's probably going to be in that fifty five to fifty eight thousand range. All right, awesome stuff. Circling back, power packs announced this week. When can people start uh, jumping aboard on that front? Uh, head to edmontonauto.com anytime now through end of day on Monday, August seventh. Uh, sign up for free for a pre sale which will give you first chance at them on august the 10th uh, otherwise uh august the 11th they will be available on our site to the public all right uh Stu, thank you for uh, joining us on letters now and agreeing to give me a 70 percent uh, pay increase <laughs> great job with you bob yeah thanks a lot that's Stu mcdonald and Stu is the president and chief revenue officer of the Oilers entertainment group uh 1253 in edmonton bob stoffer and brendan escott with you on Oilers now where guests receive gift certificates courtesy of roos Chris Steakhouse. Uh, Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Altaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. We'll uh, be back uh, with uh, some text when we return on Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, just I was having Stu McDonald second in the league in English speaking television numbers. The Edmonton Oilers this past season. That is crazy. I mean, the Leafs have a massive audience. We know that. Now, the third overall, so, and, and this doesn't surprise anybody that spent any time in Quebec, but everybody watches the games in French. They have a, you know, they are the Montreal Canadiens. It's a market of, I mean, 
Is eight and a half. Obviously, Quebec City could could handle. I, I personally believe could ha- handle an NHL team better than about four of the Sun Belt U.S. markets. But the reality is, the Canadians who weren't the biggest supporters of the WHA merger back in the day, uh, they want that market for themselves, and that's kind of the way it works. They're not. They're they're in a province where they're the only team. So. So the Leafs are number one, the Canadians are number two, and that's if you include French, the Oilers are the number two overall English-speaking uh, television numbers in the league. That just, Brendan, does that surprise you at all? Like, better than the Rangers, better, you know, Chicago's in a rebuild, so, but better than the Rangers, better than Boston? Uh, you know what, in a sense better it does, but in another sense, like, are the Oilers kind of Western Canada's team? Are you getting a sense that with the Prairie Provinces, with the territories we have here, you know, Vancouver is such a persnickety little market of its own. What's the word? Persnickety. Oh, I've never heard of that word before. That is that a, that that's kind of like a... I, that's a good one. I, can I steal that? Pers- yeah. Pers- yeah pers- well, what does it mean? They're kind of like they're just hard to please, and they're you know they've been in this constant state of dismay. And I, I just I picture their nose kind of up in the air about things, and they're certainly not uh, sitting there like with a pipelines? bunch of pardon me like pipelines. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> uh, you know Edmonton's got a lot that they can hang their hat on. So I, I just, uh, yeah, I get the sense that maybe the Oilers are more of Western Canada's team than we give credit. You for. know, the team is called the Oilers. Uh, I think you know where I come in terms of supporting oil and gas in this province. So I have a great appreciation. I think we're damn lucky. I really persnickety. Uh, I mean, I, I can tell you when I go around the league, it's pretty obvious to me where the great passion uh, is in Vancouver. Uh, now, they haven't made the playoffs for a couple of... They've got some really good players, like Elias Pettersson, Quinny Hughes. Those are those are pretty good building blocks for that team. And I, I, I will say this, Brendan. What happens, um, and there's a chance, and I might insist to you it's better than 50-50 that both Drysaddle and McDavid sign long-term here. Do you think that shuts guys up forever if, they, if that happens? How many times have we are, oh, is there, you know, they're going to... Who's, who says that? One of the teams that I worried about for Leon was L.A. Not after this summer. I'm not worried about L.A. anymore. No way. They went and traded for Dubois, right? They went and did the Deneau contract two years ago, traded for Dubois, and then they extended Kopitar at a significant dollar amount. They're not going to be in the dry settle hunt in a year from now. And I don't get the sense after these last couple of playoff wars that's somewhere that Leon has on the top of his list of places to go next. I'll tell you, there's one place where Leon and Connor can play together, where they've got the cap space to take them both. And that's with the Edmonton orders. Just remember that. It is... uh, 12.59 12.59 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. When we return, we're going to uh, get a perspective on one of the teams that's probably been best in the league, best of practices over the last five years, and they just re-signed their star player, Sebastian Ajo. Eight-year extension, $9.75 million. Uh, Excellent color man coming up. Trip Tracy after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.